It's come to the end of the day at World Camp Bristol, and uh, I'm joined with two friends, Elliot and Richard, uh, from uh, Meetup in Cheltenham, WordPress Meetup. Hello. Hello. And we thought we'd just go through a few key talks and uh, pull out some of the extracts from the, from the day. First up was a, a talk on Gutenberg by uh, David Dart from Atomic Smash. I thought this was, I, I haven't used Guten, a lot of Gutenberg, so a lot of it went over my head, actually, if I'm, if I'm honest. But it was a really good talk. I thought it was a, it was a good speaker, actually. One of the key, key things that came out for me is actually thinking about um, testing Gutenberg and thinking about um, when you're building all of the units, um, of the blocks within Gutenberg, and about how you might test those and make sure they're going to work. And he recommended a really good plugin for that, actually, called, I think it's called Block Unit Testing for Gutenberg. What, what that does is create a new page and pulls out all the blocks and then lists them on that page so you can, you can, you can view through it. I think you came to that talk as well. Yeah, I did, uh, and I took a picture of that, so I'm, I'm going to try that out, test it when I get back. But I think the interesting thing about that talk was the way that the impact of Gutenberg has had on business owners, freelancers, it's kind of been the same. He was talking about stuff that was very familiar to me. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting talk, and that plugin, definitely going to try that. He also mentioned um, the AFC, um, nice. new, yeah, yeah, the, new, the, the new the way that you can use advanced custom fields to create blocks but so coming from a php development background that is a godsend uh, you don't uh, that's the, the, my takeaway from it so I'm, I'm looking forward to using that i also found it interesting that he worked in a similar way to that i work with acf and there was a few things that i picked up on that the way that he works with acf before gutenberg i was like oh that's interesting and how gutenberg's kind of replaced acf in a way but is still applicable for certain uses so that was quite good. That's right. He actually used that um, the ACF plugin as a way to transition into developing their own Gutenberg blocks and, and facilities. Their own kind of library of blocks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice idea, really, because it, it wasn't so scary at that point. They just they said, "Well, let's embrace Gutenberg. Let's let's start building in it." And actually, ACF was developed enough, and uh, the um, they um, the plugin had a lot of documentation that you could use then to create your own blocks. So I thought it was very good. Yeah. The next one I saw was from Lizzie. From, uh, she actually works at Dyson at the moment, and it's all about legacy systems in your head. And I think where it came from is talking about fear. Where does fear come from? I think one of her examples was flying, mm. and about how every time she went on the flight that she would get scared. And she had tried lots of different things, from uh, like an easy jet to flying test, where they go on and explain everything that's happened, all the noises it's making, uh, hypnotherapy, um, neurolinguistic programming, that sort mm -hmm. of stuff she had tried. But I think one of the things she found, really, if you're fearful about something, is to not focus on the fear aspect of it, but focus on the reward. So what you can do um, in a situation to get a reward out of it, because then that, that will have an effect where it's going to push that fear down over time. Yes, make, just make the anxiety um, kind of suppressed and get it, handle it better, I guess. Yeah. But exercise, again, was another one. So just taking yourself away, go for a walk. Mm -hmm. or, um, but I yeah, that was the biggest talk for me. Sorry, I, I thought that, that that talk was not what I thought it was going yeah. to be. I thought it was going to be about like old PHP systems and all this. I was like, mm. yeah, legacy. But, but, but it is kind of, she didn't really touch on that as much, but I can kind of see that she was saying that sometimes when you get old projects or you inherit projects, you're like, oh, I don't want to work on this because it's going to be horrible. And, and it's that fear of um, working on something that you're not quite sure of. And it's the same of in terms of like running business of the client ringing up and giving you feedback. She said something about, you could, it brings on that fear. There are like, I've clients. got some feedback for you. You're like, oh, don't, don't want feedback. It's that fear of I've got to do something to sort that. 
I think we've all got clients as well that we, as soon as we know who it is, we've all got those clients, I'm sure. Yeah, they, their, their name pings up in your email, and you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. there's yeah. awkward clients. Is it that point that I have any awkward clients? Is it that point you need to shut down and go for a walk? Or meditate, maybe, for 10 or, minutes. Or, or focus on the positives, not on the fear, and just realise it's your brain telling you that it's your fear. You're really you're, you're adrenaline. I'm not. You are. You know what you're talking about. It sounds <laughs> really good. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I, think, I, think I did. It was a, I think today, was my, that was the biggest takeaway for me. That, that it time. was. As she also said, you can reward yourself with food. Obviously, healthy snacks. Healthy snacks. <laughs> and I like the idea of that. No, um, healthy snacks, not yeah. just snacks. Yes. What else do we look at? Um, there was uh, a great talk by Rachel McCollin, who I, I remember from back in the days when we just started Rather Inventive. And I think she just started her um, uh, WordPress development that she's doing. And she came to one of my talks. I don't think she remembers me. <laughs> but she came to one of my talks on search optimization or something like that. Um, so it's really nice to see her again. And she's really developed. She's talking about um, multi-site WordPress and, and why it's good. I, I, and I, and I, we don't do any multi-site WordPress development, but I was very interested in, in how we can take that forward. Yeah, I think you probably took more away from that than um, anybody. But I think, yeah, exploiting multi-site is a good channel for anybody. Yeah. Using WordPress. Yeah. It has so many benefits. I think you know, so. Updating one set of plugins for 10 sites as opposed to logging into 10 sites and updating those plugins. I know that there are that kind of WP Manage, I think, is the service you can use for... I'm doing that thing with my hands again. Um, <laughs> we talked about this earlier, about how when we do presentations that we... You move around it quite a lot. You've got to animate. Um, what did I take from multi-site? I know a little bit about multi-site, but it's not something I've kind of done a lot of, not with, but I mm. can kind of see the benefits of it. And I spoke to Elliot about kind of how the user bits work so you can get your users into one place and kind of then create these separate sites. So I can see the benefits of it, but it's not something... There's, there's a lot of benefits. We're, we're hoping to do a redevelopment of a, a site at the moment for clients, and they've got three separate departments, and it was going to be three separate websites. Mm -hmm. But actually, multi-site would work very well, because yeah. it's one business with three separate departments, separate customers, but actually there's a lot of crossover in the news and the blog that they, they write. Yeah. So having something where it's all in one database allows us to pull content from one site to the other. Broadcasting from one yeah, to another, yeah. I think that could I think, work quite well. Um, the other interesting thing I think was touched on was um, like events. So for most word camps, they, have, um, they, they happen yearly. So they have a separate website for each year event. And I thought that was quite interesting. It makes total sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same site but you just create a new site so the content can, you know, and you just leave it up there. So, And it made me think about another project that I've got running that I will try and exploit again this year. So I won't plug it now, now though. <laughs> well, I, I was definitely into it from the, t the time saving. Anything where I can just update plugins once, I'm happy with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got to be a benefit, right? What else? I, I don't know if you saw some different ones at this time, but I moved on to uh, custom WordPress themes to save your sanity. No, that's, that's what I went to as well. That was by Johnny Albert from a company called Wider. I thought this was really good. He was talking about how when they take on a client project and all the way through really the whole, whole of their project system. But a couple of the things that, he, uh, pulled, that I pulled out from it are to, um, to really get a handle on the color palettes, the visuals, the image ratio before you start moving forward with de development. Because if you start moving forward on that and you then have to backtrack, that becomes very expensive in terms of time. Yeah. Um, so it's really if you can get a handle on at least the ratio sizes, what colours you're using, and try and find fix down as much as possible without restricting it too much. It's definitely a good way forward. I think the biggest thing to take away was in business, especially in this business, you need to be um, competitive in terms of price. So you need to get something up and running quite quickly. Um, 
having the framework that he demonstrated made a lot of sense. You know, it's kind of the same thing, but it's very stripped back, and um, he can get up and running relatively quickly. So you're not repeating yourself doing stuff. So dry, don't repeat yourself in terms of development, code development. But um, I think the biggest takeaway for me, I, I know I'm aware of the Alfred app, but Alfred automation I wasn't aware of. So for me, so explain Alfred a little bit for anyone who doesn't so know. It's what kind it of is. like a search tool. I think it's a search tool but on steroids. No, I can't. I but, can't lie. But I didn't. I, I don't know, really. I think it's an app that you run on your Mac. Yes, it's a Mac. And, and it allows you to, by typing in short commands, you can then run other applications, processes, scripts. Is that right? Initially, I thought it was just like a search on steroids, but there's automation involved. So, yeah, you can, a couple of keystrokes, you can make stuff happen. Like, you can install a local environment for your WordPress, pull a repository down or framework that you use, which is kind of... So, these kind of processes that we go through that um, we tend to do on a daily basis, a weekly basis when a new client project comes up, you have to repeat that. And if you can save minutes, hours... I think he, he, that's the biggest takeaway I had. He had a lot of processes to get a, a WordPress install how he wants mm. to run quite quickly, like mm-hmm. the typography page and it sets up... I like the idea of that, actually. it's deleting yeah. all the kind of plugins that you don't want and it's getting run a command and it's doing everything for you and then you can kind of crack on with building it which yeah, is, get into the takes a lot of time probably to get that initial theme built yeah. but once you've probably spent a couple of days getting that process and that theme built it's saving you hours in the, yeah, in the yeah. long run to write I've got a new project run it up and away Typ- you go a typical example is like uh, when you install WordPress it defaults to the post ID yes in the, in yes. the links. so yeah always that's one yeah, task right. it always repeats so you've got to log in Go to that page and then set it, save it. Yeah, so if you can automate your, that. Your reading settings to um, not your blog post to have a specific yeah, page, page and all that kind page. of little yeah. things that you do yeah. that probably take you 30 seconds maybe to kind of automate everything and package it into yeah. one. Yeah, just, just looking for those opportunities so you're mm. just not repeating yourself all the time. Yeah. And the last one I want to touch on, but you might want to pick up some others. Um, it was called The Art of Problem Solving by uh, Ben Everard from the Idea Bureau. The Idea Bureau. Um, I thought this was a great talk. Didn't go. Um, yeah, you did go. Went to the other one, so oh, we, we can... We can uh... So it's just me. Um, okay, so on this one, he was talking uh, just generally about problems in that, that could be applied to anything. He had some WordPress examples. The key thing I took from this, and it's quite... And I thought about um, looking at tasks in this way. But when you have problems, it's to write them down. That's the very first thing. It's to write them down, get them out of your head, because mm-hmm. then they become real. You can share them with people. But once they're out of your head is to look at them on an uh, uh, impact effort scale. You look at a problem and say, is that going to be low effort and high impact? Because if it is, let's do it. It's mm-hmm. worth doing. If it's um, going to be uh, low impact and high effort, maybe we should leave that alone mm-hmm. for now, or at least push it out of the way. And it makes so, so much sense, because I think a lot of people, when they encounter problems or challenges, they, um, they'll just do them. They'll just sort of rattle through their list actually saying that's great write them down by all means but then prioritize them make sure you're spending the, your time on the right things and um, something else that he pulled out that was really interesting is called rubber duck programming which i've heard before but i've not looked really into love that yeah and really it, it, good. The, do you want to explain the idea oh, it, it's the be- it really does work so i do quite a lot of what a lot of programming and I, I work by myself programming wise and if you've got a issue with programming you talk to the rubber duck and explain the project rubber duck it doesn't have to be a rubber duck, it could be another person, but they don't need to understand. You just need to kind of start with, this is my problem, and this is why it's not working. What am I doing wrong? And a lot of the times, by 
you explaining this is it's not working why isn't you can kind of your brain works out for itself kind of so you don't need to necessarily talk to somebody you just need to talk to a rubber duck about this this is what i'm trying to achieve uh, okay. this is why it's not working yeah. i've tried this and then a lot of the times your brain will go oh you haven't done this and then it, it becomes clearer yeah, quite, yeah. Just so there was, there was an ad by a brand, uh, a communication brand. I think one of the strapmines was it's good to talk. So it's kind of like that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and they call it rubber duck programming, but you could use it for anything. Yeah. You have, uh, I, I mean, I find myself when I'm taking the dog for a walk and I've got a problem, I'll be talking to the dog about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I've got one of those uh, typical IKEA, uh, one of those RT dolls, you know, that people. Uh, artists use for sketching right, you yeah. put them in different angles yeah. mm. got one behind me and it's still used actually I've got one of those tin robots as well I might just, just, just talk to it and say this you is need to give it a name though, right? you've got a whole crew I yeah. mean you're going to get, get some feedback from that people I'm actually I'm referring to is, things now is there another talk um, that you, you saw any particular highlights that you want to list down for? yes please yeah um, so the other talk while you were um, seeing the talk about problem solving me and Elliot went to building intelligent layouts mm. which is all about CSS grid um, by Michelle Barker, yep. and the intro was more about kind of introducing how it works, which I know a little bit about, but it was really, and then she went on to show some real world, real world examples of how it works, and that was really interesting to see how you can use Grid to solve complicated layout problems, and it quite a lot to take away from it, mm. so found that really interesting. Yeah, it was really good. What was really interesting is when she said at the beginning um, that we... As developers, we've struggled with that kind of grid process or, or problem. You know, I remember in the old days, it was like tables, which was, you know, that was the way to solve that problem. Uh, and then we used floats. Uh, but now there's actually a declaration in CSS. Is it CSS3? Um, that can CSS solve that grid. problem. Yeah. yeah, CSS grid. But we've waited 20 years for this yeah. thing to happen. So, yeah, it's, really good. Quite I, I, I took so. in like three quarters of it before my brain just got too saturated. I think that's the way these things work. You have to um, absorb a few talks, read a few books, listen to a few podcasts, and, and you know, until these things brilliant. resound with you. Yeah. It's just planting those seeds about, oh, that's how it works. Yeah. So I've done a little bit of grid, but there was some things that I took away from it that was like, ah, I could try that. And so to do what she did in terms of the layout, it's hard to explain, to kind of explain over um, speech. No, I think we should have a code demo now. <laughs> Get out of my laptop. <laughs> what, doesn't work in audio. It was, ah, okay. it was um, interesting. You're off the hook then. Now I'm now I'm not coming tomorrow. But is there any? Do you want to pull out a couple of uh, talks that you're interested in? Just on at? on the spot. Yeah. Um, so we've got uh, Graham Arnfield, who's done quite. I've seen quite a lot of his talks on accessibility, and he's spoken at Cheltenham mm. before. And that's one thing that often gets left behind. It's like the last yeah. last thing you consider when you're developing yeah, websites. But it's almost the first thing, really. Should, mm. should be thinking about quite it. a lot of things. There's Mark talking about uh, building blocks without uh, JavaScript, which I think is going to be about ACF blocks plugin right so that might be quite good there's also talk about keywords and kind of content stuff all right there's quite quite a lot there's, there's a lot of things to uh, to take in you enjoyed the day so far brilliant yeah also the company's been marvelous so yeah. thank you how about yeah. you how did you find your first yes uh, my first camp? one um really good yeah really nice people it's been nice going and just chatting to everyone and just just learning i love just just finding out those little bit of tidbits of information it's giving community, yeah, it is. It's a really good conference, actually. In, in you know, the price I've already talked about that. I think we talked about that on the last yeah. um, episode. Price is what 35 pounds. They look after you all day, food, drink, biscuits. We've got some food probably coming soon now. In fact, we're probably blocking probably all gone. We've come It'll into this, come out. We've come into <laughs> this special games room where they've got and closed it off. So I don't, 
<laughs> we probably should get out and yeah. everyone's gone. Especially yeah. for us, actually. Yeah. But it's been really good, and I you know, definitely recommend it to anyone who's a WordPress developer or WordPress curious. Hello, and thanks for listening. You can find more interviews just like this one with fascinating people and covering subjects such as blockchain, marketing automation, SEO, and scaling your business by visiting our website, ratherinventive.com slash podcast. But to get the latest episodes the moment they are available, you should subscribe directly in Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or on YouTube. If you'd like to get in touch with me, I'm at Ben Kinnaird on Twitter, or you can email hello at ratherinventive.com.